Welcome to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. I'm John Williamson, the host of the podcast and founder of K-12 Food Rescue, an organization founded in 2007 committed to empowering people to lead the food is not trash movement in their school district. Today, I'm joined by Mia Buhoff, a student and K-12 Food Rescue leader in Sparta, New Jersey. So Mia, welcome to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. Hi, John. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so glad to have you here. Um, so, Mia, we are so excited to share your story today because your former teacher, uh, Mrs. Bleakley, told me an inspiring story about you in one of our previous podcast episodes that I'm really looking forward to having you share with our audience. But before you share that story, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, to start off, my name is Mia Buhoff, and I'm currently in ninth grade, so I'm actually a freshman in high school now. Uh, this idea of helping to prevent food waste in, was in third grade, and I think my former teacher mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, throughout all the ups and downs of this journey, the food rescue program has gone a long way over the years. With, like the amount of food that we saved and that went over to the food pantries, to like how my little idea was practically turned into a legacy at other school districts. So let's talk about kind of how that happened. You know, you're sitting here at the age of eight years old. So take our audience back to when you were eight. And what did you notice and what, what was bothering you? Okay, so I grew up in a household where wasting food was not really an option. This was a good <laughs> rule in the house because it taught me and my sister to be grateful for what was given and to not take things for granted because food we threw out could have been someone else's meal. Yeah. I tried to apply it in school to myself, but I saw students not doing the same thing. So like every day during lunch, I would just look in the trash can to see whole sandwiches, cheese sticks, uh, bags of pretzels, you name it. It was in the garbage can. Like eight-year-old me realized something was wrong <laughs> with this, so I went to Miss Bleakley to try and do something about it. So after you talked with Mrs. Bleakley, um, can you kind of remember what you did next or what generally everyone did next to begin to try to solve this problem? Yeah, uh, I remember brainstorming with Miss Bleakley about some possible solutions because we didn't really know about food rescue yet. But once more people heard about this food waste thing, a girl told her mom about this issue and her mom happened to introduce us to food rescue. Oh, so yeah. that's the, that's how you, you kind of stumbled across the website, just kind of a little brainstorming session with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Food Rescue was a really good like out, outline for us because we didn't know how to start, and we didn't know what was allowed and what wasn't. So it took us like around a year and a half to fully get the program rolling, and lots of people helped in the process. So after introductions were made, I made a calendar where students could sign up to help collect food each week. So it was. Oh, so the students were yeah. definitely directly involved in it. That was kind of another question I was going to have for you. Oh, yeah. You know, is the pro is the program led by students um, or adults, or is it kind of a mix of both? Um. So when I was in fourth and fifth grade, I think that the teachers or the adults really like help supervise everything, and we're like there to like help make the kids' ideas come to life right and yeah. then in the middle school i really did everything myself right yeah I oh, so that's a, so that's new information for me so tell me yeah. about tell me about the middle school because all i'm familiar with is the 
Mohawk Avenue um, Elementary and then the Helen Morgan um, Elementary. Tell me about what happened at the junior high and how maybe you took from, you know, what you did at the elementary level. And, and it sounds like something happened at the junior high. Yeah, so um, I didn't really have that, like, long to do to, like, collect food uh, because of COVID. So that was right, two, right. two years down the drain, but that's okay. Uh, when I was given the opportunity, I went straight back to work, and I organized a little, like, I didn't do food rescue because I didn't really have that big of connections like Miss Bleakley, but, um, but I did collect food. I did a program very similar to food rescue. Okay. Um, I collected food after every lunch period, and I put it in a in a refrigerator and like I'm very grateful for my family for helping because they were a big part in helping me with last year and collecting food. Uh, my parents donated a whole refrigerator to the middle school Love it. and they drove me every single day to the food pantry to go and drop off the food. Oh man, that's such an amazing story, Mia. So. Yeah. So thankful to hear it. And I know it's going to inspire other people. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. So, you know, whether it's at the elementary where you had this great support with Mrs. Bleakley or whether it's at the uh, junior high level, um, when the food goes, um, you know, on this donation table, why don't you take me through the process? You said it went to a food pantry. Kind of tell me a little bit about that food pantry, what you know that they do and what they accomplish. And, and I'll just kind of mix in the next question too. I mean, Mohawk Avenue and Helen Morgan have put into 21,000 food items into our tracking tool. And, and you, you know, we just found out a junior high just through this conversation even adds to that total about how yeah. much food. So talk to us about that food pantry and maybe the impact that it has on families and that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, the food pantry I delivered the food to was the local Sparta food pantry. Mm -hmm. And um, I went almost every day. So I brought like loads of like huge bags of food and that like really helped with the pantry because I filled up the refrigerators pretty fast. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the impact on those families who got the food from the cafeteria was like, it was a very good impact because I saw a lot of people at the food pantry and like seeing the smiles on their faces when they, when they got the food or when they saw I came in with the huge bags of food, like really like made my day. And I was very happy about that. So it's a good. So a, lot, so a lot of the students around the country that are involved in K-12 food rescue, they do the donating at the schools, but they don't always get the opportunity to go to the food pantry itself and see the impact of the food. Do you think that that's made a difference for you to be able to see it? Um, face yes, to face. Yes, I ha it has made a big difference because it made me like want to do more and more. And like, I love making people happy. So it was a good way to like, show people like, someone's yeah. there for you. Like, you got this. Yeah, the joy, of, the joy of giving cannot be yeah. underestimated, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we always say. So as you've gotten older and kind of moved on to a different school, um, you know, we talked about that you've, you did it at the junior high level. So here you are in high school. So what are you seeing at the high school level? Because what we have seen is that there tends to be less waste at the high school level than there does the junior, or yeah. the, especially the elementary. Are you seeing that as well? Or 
Yeah, I def I see less waste, which is good because in the cafeterias in middle school and elementary school, they would like force you to like you have to take a bag of carrots or take a juice, and like a lot of students wouldn't necessarily eat that, so they would just like throw it right out. But now right. in the high school, you have more freedom of what you want to eat. So, so you still have the same observation skills you had when you were eight. So as you as you're looking around, do you, do you feel like it's enough ways to do the do it in the high school, or is it or is it just not enough to to justify a program? Oh, I think there's enough ways to make a program, and I'm going to start going to try to start and do it soon. Like this podcast gave me more confidence to do it, so I'm gonna awesome. Doing- well, one of the things that helps um, is that, you know, this tracking tool that we talked about that Mrs. Bleakley enters in all these 21,000 food items since the inception of the program. I might be able to send you some graphics that the tool produces, and you might, you, I might have you sign up for the tool itself for your specific high school, and you, might do, some, you might do some sample entries, because what it does is it converts, it converts the food items into meals. And then it also converts it into carbon dioxide equivalents from entering into the environment. Um, and I'll send those out to you. And it's very, very easy to use. And it's a good way to convince, you know, either teachers or principals or food service cafeteria managers in there that, that hey, we need to start this. And here's the impact. Let's look at what Helen Morgan did. Let's look at what um, uh, Mohawk Avenue did. And, you can, and it kind of helps you convince them to, to do it. So, and one other suggestion I might give you is that, Sometimes to convince a school, sometimes you just need to do what's called a food waste audit where you don't uh, donate the food one week. We're not going to donate it. We're just going to count it. So there's no food safety issues with that or anything like that. And sometimes just the counting of the food inspires people to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll definitely like check out the tool. I think that's very it's going to be very good towards um, the program if I use it at high school. So, so having said that, do you do you believe the entire school district um, in Sparta and all the schools in the state of New Jersey should participate in K twelve food rescue that you helped start? You know, in the elementary school. Yes, I do believe that every school district should because if just in a few years that two schools in Sparta could collect twenty one thousand food items, like imagine hundreds of schools doing that and that would make an even bigger impact <clears throat> absolutely and, and what i'd like to do encourage you today mia is that is that your voice can make a big difference um sometimes when adults stand up and scream and say hey something needs to change nobody listens but you know when young people stand up and say hey you know there's a problem here that could be solved they're very inspired to see young people leading it um, and they sometimes tend to throw their support towards the young person more than they do the adults. So take advantage of these years and your story because it's very inspiring. And I think uh, you could make a big difference beyond even Sparta. Um, so other schools nationwide have had some success spreading the movement to other schools by making presentations at like school boards, contacting television stations, newspapers. Have you ever done anything like that? Or has, has there been any coverage of the program um, from a media standpoint or anything like that? Yes, in fifth grade, I remember being in the local newspaper for starting this. Um, I don't really remember like how I was like gotten there, but I think Miss Bleakley like 
got us there, but I was in fifth grade. I didn't really have any connection. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. Well, as we wrap up the podcast, uh, this podcast episode, do you have any advice for other students or anyone who's noticing food being wasted in their school that you'd like to share with our audience? Yes, absolutely. Um, as corny as this sounds, it's true. Um, it's never too late to make a change in the world. So when given the opportunity, take it because it could lead to something far bigger and better than you would expect. Oh, such wise words as we as we close this podcast episode. Well, Mia, I'm just so thankful for what you've done. I'm so inspired by what you've done. I thank you for joining me today. And I know that others will hear um, this podcast and be inspired. And let's continue our conversation about um, how you can use your story and leverage it to further things in Sparta and then in New Jersey and beyond. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, have a great day, Mia. You too, thank you.